Welcome to the show that has little to no meaning and makes little to no sense. It is the show where you can expect the unexpected. This is Nonsensical Talk on the air and in the cloud. Those crazy hosts will talk about anything and everything. And now, from their home studios in Middle Tennessee, here is your hosts, Alan Robertson and Joey Smith. All right, hey, welcome to the show, the show that's got to start somewhere, so tonight we're going to start it here. Uh, first, let's uh, start with Joey Smith over here on my other side, uh, and we've got a little show here that we want to put together called Nonsensical Talk. Hopefully, you will enjoy it as much as we enjoy being here with you. Um, if, uh, if you like us on Facebook, if you want to go to the website and sign up for a subscription, man, I tell you, that, that would be outstanding. And go ahead and get that. Uh, in the next couple of months, our subscribers on, through the website will start being put in for weekly or monthly prizes. I shouldn't say weekly. I can't afford weekly, but I can afford monthly. And if you see the nonsensical talk there, Joy? I see it. So, uh, it's good yes, stuff. Very good stuff. So, uh, first, Joey and I are just going to basically tell you who we are, uh, and kind of like how we how we uh, started this venture back thirty five something years ago. Um, I'll let Joey start that off. <laughs> sure. So the year is circa nineteen eighty five, and uh, my mom. Uh, met a guy uh, that in, ended up being my stepdad uh, in Lafayette, Kentucky. Uh, we moved from uh, Clarksville, Tennessee to, to Lafayette, Kentucky. And first day of school, uh, I'm walking on a school bus, and it's kind of like that scene from Forrest Gump <laughs> where no one's going to let you sit down. And uh, fortunately, Alan played the role of Jenny that day and uh, said, you can sit by me. And uh, we just started, made friends, uh, started spending the night at each other's house. And uh, once we became driving age, <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we were uh, riding around Lafayette. And it doesn't sound fun, but it, it was certainly... It was fun and memorable. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And, uh, we, uh, so, Alan, after uh, we got driving age and it was time for us to grow up, what else did we do at the same time? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. When we graduated high school. When we graduated high school, we ended up joining the, the military uh, shortly after that. But first, we mustn't forget our, uh, our uh, dance moves that we used to have uh, with Booty and Bucko. And the whole crew from that, uh, it's kind of like we had a couple of summers before we decided to all ship off and join the Navy. But uh, Carpenter. Yeah, Carpo. Don't forget Carpo. He, he another character. With, uh, yeah, we used to have a lot of fun going out there and hanging out at Bucko's house. Uh, before that, we would uh, hang out in Lafette with Mark Thomas and that crew down there. Uh, it just absolutely wonderful time, Joey. Wonderful time. Uh no telling what we would do. I remember coming out of uh, the store once and found that my Volkswagen had been picked up and moved, moved over in between the buildings. 
So it made it look like my vehicle was gone. <laughs> so it was a whole bunch of that stuff that went on back down in Lafette. Uh, but Joey, Joey, the, the, you got to go through your vehicles because I'm going to tell you what, your vehicles by far, buddy, were the best. I mean, I think you had one, uh, what's it, a pickup truck from a guy named Fuzzy you ended up buying. <laughs> sure. I I would buy vehicles for like $400, $800. Uh, each year, they were disposable vehicles, just like some people will buy disposable razors. I would have... Uh, a, a 1972 Chevy Impala with a 400 inch uh, uh, big block in it and uh, drive it about 35 miles an hour. <laughs> yes. And aggravate Alan and his sister Angela. You come on, man. I say, hold on, guys. We're about to turn a curve here. Take that curve about 17 miles an hour. Yes, my and, gosh. Uh, and, uh, but what Alan's talking about is uh, when I got 17, um, uh, that that Chevy Impala was brown. It, it, <laughs> it was uh, duty brown. Yes, it was. And so I wanted something a little bit cooler. I didn't realize I had a cool car because of the, the motor in that thing. Uh, so um, uh, a guy <laughs> that used to drive a school bus named Fuzzy, was selling his Chevy 1976 Chevrolet, and it had three in the column. Shifting gears, so people would see, I've got three pedals over there, they're like, where's the gear shift? I'm like, you shift it here, and you don't see those very often. Uh, a three speed in the column, and, uh, and so uh, then of course my senior year, uh, I had an Oldsmobile Starfire, <laughs> light blue, baby blue. Baby blue, I love it. And um, our, our friend Booty, he'd, he'd say, get the Starfire, let's fire it up. And it's almost like, let's get this thing stuck. I remember we were at Bucko's house and Booty was driving it up the, up the street, probably 40 miles an hour, and just pulled the emergency brake, slid it sideways. <laughs> In the in the Buckos, Jesus, driveway. you couldn't hurt it. So um, no, I certainly wasn't upset. It was really funny. I was like, "What's he doing in my car?" And <laughs> uh, just good times that Alan and I have had with all of our friends, and uh, we'll have to bring some of those guys on. Oh yeah, on our show sometime. And some of the great episodes, or some of the great things, was is that our friends always knew that Thursday night was trophy night too. Uh, Thanks to Nintendo uh, that I bought, and it, you 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 don't think Nintendo sixty four, don't think all this wonderful jazz that you got now. This thing was like a stick hitting a golf ball down a, and, and we played golf every Thursday night, and it, it was it was trophy night. Trophy night. So we had to, we had to play trophy night. Our friends knew to not ask us out on that night because <laughs> it's Thursday night. They're like, it's trophy night. Where's Alan and Joey? Well, it's trophy night, so, you know, they're going to be playing 18 holes of Nintendo 8-bit <laughs> golf. And, um, uh, Alan, you'll have to pull that picture up. Oh, yeah, there's a picture. Uh, that you, where you came in, and I was sitting there snapping. You probably got it. You might be able to pull it Matter up Matter of fact, 
I tell you what, you're on the show. You'll also be able to go to the website if you want to download it for Joey. If you if you want something for your uh, for your uh, front table, Christmas card, Cri- Christmas card. You know, if you need something nice in your living room, <laughs> uh, we will have memorabilia, uh, memorabilia like coffee cups and and uh, wall art. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's for formal things, you know. You know, when when the family's coming over at Christmas time, you want to get you want to put it on a. I have a Christmas ornament of me playing Nintendo eight bit golf. Now I wish and, I would have got uh, a picture of us uh, of the actual screen because I think we were playing on a thirteen inch TV in my bedroom, if I'm not mistaken. So it was kind of like one of those things that that little 13-inch TV was... It was a small tube. <laughs> it is. And, uh, but... It get... We were... It, it's basically like looking at your monitor, <laughs> playing a video, but two people. Two people. On the same... That was big for, for, for a uh, teenager's bedroom. I think uh, my bedroom and, was, uh, what, uh, seven by seven? <laughs> Yeah, the bed is wall-to-wall bed. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome, man. Just uh, had a great time. So this is the 1980s. Uh, you can imagine the great music that you had in the 80s. Uh, so on this show, we'll be talking about uh, great music from the 80s and 90s. Yes. Uh, every song, every TV show. Every uh, movie that came out brings back a memory of our childhood, and it probably does you as well. So feel free to comment, and and uh, uh, the, the show's family-friendly. We keep it uh, positive, so let's keep our comments positive because uh, that's what this show's about is uh, there's enough bad in the world uh, that we want the good stuff. Yeah, only the good stuff. Only the good stuff. Well, so when we were when we were trying to decide on how we were going to start our first show, we kind of sit back and figured, hey, how would we, where would we start it? I mean, you got to realize we had so much content that we couldn't figure out what we were just going to be all over the place. Of course, it's nonsensical, so we were supposed to have little to no meaning, and uh, but we we tried to we're going to try to focus on one or two things during the show, but it's not going to be a format it's just going to be this is what we decided to talk about this week so here we go uh back in the days we had a lot of great shows growing up and we even had uh one or two here lately uh but uh for the most part joey and i kind of sit down and we went on our own separate ways to come up with three great shows that uh started somewhere and so and what we got is we got some tidbits of stuff that you probably didn't see while you were watching it, or maybe even uh, something that you could say, oh, well, I didn't even see that. How did y'all see that, or how did y'all notice that? So, with further ado, I guess we'll just kind of go real quick, Joey, and kind of uh, go over our our list here. Uh, So, uh, I'll start it off. One of the shows yeah. that uh, kicked in was right around my birth time and Joey's birth time, considering uh, his is coming up real, uh, or I guess in this time, it just passed, which made him the same age as me now. <laughs> but MASH 
just come out in, uh, I think, 69 or 70. And uh, that was one of those shows that everybody watched for 11 years, although the war was only two years and a couple of months long. Uh, watching this show, I noticed that it's always 1951. Even though they go through winters, summers, Christmases, it's always 1951. And I, I could never figure that out, but... You know, when you when you got to make a uh, a show last eleven years, and you're you're trying to get it in a two and two and a half year span, it's not easy to do. But I guess how many, how many seasons did it run? I it, can't remember. It was at the eleventh season. Around ten? No, it was actually okay. eleven. And whenever okay. it, whenever the last show, they had that big goodbye uh, scene where everybody was crying, and old Metcalf, the uh, producer, I guess he was the creator of the uh, show. Uh, he was actually on there saying, y'all got to stop crying so we can finish filming this. Uh, but that was the last show. The first show was started off with a cast of uh, a couple that made it all the way through. And there was only two people that actually were credited for every episode. And that was Loretta Swift and uh, Alan Alda. Now, yeah. some of the cool things about the show, real quick, I'm just going to give them to you. If you ever sit and watch it again, you have to watch the Radar Years, which I think he left in Season 7. But you have to watch and look for his left hand. He has a a issue with his left hand where all of his fingers are the exact same size, but they're only two inches long. So if you're watching the show, Joy, you got to go watch it just so you can see the very first <laughs> the very look the very first episode or the very first show, right when Radar grabs the football, that you can see it plain as day. And you'll and you'll go. How is that working like that? I don't understand that. But yeah, that's uh that's crazy. And there was another great fact about it is that there was only one Korean actor on the set. Everything else was American, Chinese, and the Japanese. Uh, but there was only one Korean that was ever using it, and they were in South Korea. It's kind of funny, uh, kind of looking at that show. Um. And uh, so that's it for my show of uh, of uh, Mash. Uh, kind of give you a couple of tidbits there. Go back and watch it and see. You know, if you one get thing it. I didn't realize until you were talking about it is that it was based. What did you say? It was based on the Korean War, yeah. like nineteen fifty one. Uh huh. In my mind, as a child, I thought this is Vietnam. Yeah, that's, that's what I was. It's almost thinking. It, it's. I think the as, time as frame child, was not far from like within that eight. This what, was a 12, show about years? Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I was sitting there just thinking that the whole time, and I didn't know it was a show about the Korean War. And it's really the police action, even though it's considered the Korean War. It was actually a police action. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joey, what's your show lined up for? Okay, so I didn't, I didn't go in some kind of. Uh, order by this is my favorite one and my my least favorite i went chronologically i just picked three good shows it was really hard to narrow it down to three shows uh, uh you know I've, I've got some honorable mentions uh that i can certainly list uh at the end of this uh but uh my very first one that i i had to go with uh would be cheers and uh, for a few reasons. Making your way in the world. 
that uh, I've been to Boston several times. Every time I go to Boston, I want to go to the Cheers restaurant, either the one by Finneal Hall or uh, 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 the, the one that looks like Cheers from the TV show uh, when, when the music comes on. Making our way in the world today <laughs> takes everything you got. And it shows uh, that outside exterior of, of Cheers. And uh, uh, so I go to either one or both of those whenever I go to Boston. Uh, it's, it's a great city. Uh, it's a great TV show. Great restaurant. Uh, there's memorabilia that you can get in there. There's a like a statue of Norm uh, when you go in. Uh, but but some things that, that I didn't realize uh, until I uh, started just enjoying going to Boston and, and other cities is that until about 2001, uh, that restaurant that that's uh, when the show comes on and the credits are rolling or the theme music is coming on, it was called the Bull and Finch Pub and not called Cheers. Uh, uh, in, the, in the 90s, uh, Cheers or, or the city was just, uh, people would come and take their picture outside that restaurant and say, this is really the Cheers restaurant from the TV show. So uh, some, either the city or some organization opened up a Cheers pub at Finneo Hall uh, uh, and put some show memorabilia in there. Uh, but in 2001, uh, uh, the, the Bull and Finch pub changed its name to Cheers. And um, uh, the inside of, of, that, of that restaurant does not look like the TV show. <laughs> so when you walk in... Uh, it's not a big bar there that you'd see Woody Harrelson uh, or, or Shelley Long at. Uh, and you wouldn't see where Norm was sitting at the end. Uh, <laughs> so the inside of the restaurant doesn't look, but the outside exterior is the exact building that that Cheers uh, was, uh, that was in the, the credits of every show that, that it that came on. And so... Uh, some some other things I didn't I didn't realize was that Ted Danson went to bartending school uh, <laughs> bef- uh, to learn how before to to prep uh, before that uh, filming uh, the uh, TV show uh, and now this would have been interesting the part of Frasier and we all know the TV show Frasier uh, some know that Frasier was a spinoff show of Cheers that Frazier was a psychologist that, or psychiatrist that would uh, come frequent the the bar, and uh, but that part was actually written for John Lithgow, <laughs> and I could see John Lithgow playing that part of Frazier, and uh, so uh, Cheers is my very first one, and uh, it's hard to narrow it down to three. Uh, but Cheers is my first one. Well, the first thing is is that you think about Cheers, you're looking at it going, you know, Ted Danson is a recovering alcoholic that is a uh, bartender or is a uh, actually working the bar. So a recovering alcoholic working or owning a bar, that's not good. Uh, I found that quite amusing. Uh, 
So, and I could see John Lethgow being in that part because you know he. You're right. I mean, they both are stage actors, so they both yeah. could p- pull that off. Uh, I can actually see him doing actually the show Frasier in in later in the life. So, that's pretty cool. All right, so my next one is going to be one that people are going to be like, ah, but it only made it three seasons. Well, the fourth season kind of got wild. It's Mork and Mindy, uh, the great Robin Williams and Pam Dawson. I mean, they were great together. Uh, Robin Williams, I mean, they they would always make a comment about how Robin ad-libbed everything, but uh, it came back later in life that he didn't ad-lib everything. Most of the stuff was written for him. Now, there was a couple of times that he got off kilter and just started going crazy. But uh, for the most part, most every part was written like it was. Now, Gary Marshall was who found him, uh, and he was the only one that tried out for the Happy Days spot uh, as the alien. So it was kind of funny that Gary Marshall found, you know, uh, Robin Williams, put him on the show, and the way he got it was when he came in for the audition, you know, Gary Marshall said, hey, could you sit down? And instead of sitting down, he did what he normally does in the show, More Committee, and puts his head in the seat. And so it kind of was like, uh, okay, so you're in. Um, and it's kind of funny how that all worked out. But if you ever remember the first episode, he had bought a suit or got a suit and had it on backwards. And uh, Pam, she thought uh, he was a he was a minister because of the white collar around. So she was doing all these things until he finally turned around and the suit was on backwards and she flipped out. That was just a very comical, very comical. <laughs> so, but yeah, and uh, the funny part was is that Mork from Ork, it's kind of like when Gary Marshall was trying to come up with all this stuff, uh, he wrote it based on a old Dick Van Dyke uh, uh, show uh, skit that uh, it think of some, some like a walnut, I believe was, but it was about an alien, and that's how Gary Marshall came up with the idea to put an alien on Happy Days, and who knew that Happy Days that one shot would have got him a a full gig as a uh, as a uh, comic genius, if you will, with uh, all of his acting that he had. So it's a great show, uh, and. And obviously, it it was a catapult for Robin Williams. Yes. And uh, uh, I I can't think of anything before 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 uh, Mork and Mindy. Uh, and so, um, so you want me to yeah. give my second? Go ahead one? and do your second one now. Okay, number two is Fringe. Uh, you know, when we're thinking of shows where the very first show makes you start binge-watching, the very first episode of Fringe cost J.J. Abrams $10 million, and it was two hours long. And so we all know J.J. Abrams uh, did a lot of the Star Trek movies. He's done several Star Wars uh, of of the of the uh, the latest ones, and uh, his talents in making movies. Yes. So that TV show was just really like that very first episode was like a two-hour J.J. Abrams movie 
to build the characters and just let you know what this fringe science is. It's also a based in Boston movie. <laughs> now, I didn't I didn't go with all my shows based in Boston, uh, but but of course it's uh, uh, one of the main characters. He was in a an asylum for uh, a, a, he was running experiments in the in the 70s and 80s while he's on LSD, and he said that he needs his lab in the Harvard basement, and they're like no one can do that. So the FBI has this fringe division. Uh, that that makes it happen where he gets his old lab in in the Harvard basement and um, <laughs> and so uh, you know the show was almost uh, titled the lab uh, but the concept of fringe science it's on the cusp of uh, of of real science and uh, the creative mind of JJ Abrams uh, uh, helped. Uh, help bring that title to uh, to fruition. Uh, the when they were asking him what's this show going to be about, his response was it's Twilight Zone meets Law and Order, <laughs> and you just have to watch Fringe uh, on on Hulu or Netflix, and uh, uh, you, you'll be hooked before long. You'll just be sitting there. It'll be four hours long uh, later, and you just it, it, each show is just building from from that very first two hour movie, really. Uh, but but one without spoiling Fringe, uh, in in some of the later seasons, Leonard Nimoy plays in the movie, and he came out of retirement. This is this is how much he liked J.J. Abrams and. And his style of, of uh, producing and directing is that uh, Leonard Nimoy came out of acting retirement just to play uh, this character on Fringe. And that was his last work before passing away uh, uh, was was the, the TV show Fringe. And uh, I'm, I'm really trying to not spoil this, Alan, <laughs> but uh, I've got to say this one part. There's this one uh, episode where uh, you get like on an elevator and um, it takes you somewhere. It, it And all of a sudden when you get <laughs> off the elevator, you feel a little bit woozy and um, you're not sure, but you think you might have gone to another dimension. And so when they get off the elevator they look out the window at the new york skyline and they see the twin towers are there and then they turn around and leonard nimoy is like hello i'm william bell <laughs> and that's that's how his character enters i love the it. show is uh you're like oh my gosh i love this and so that's that's like one of his first lines in the show is that several episodes is uh, where they're just talking about this guy, Leonard Bell, that used to be uh, 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 Peter's dad's partner. And, uh, and so it's, uh, it's a great show to, uh, to just sit there and just binge watch and you'll, you'll just kind of watch it for hours. 
Oh, that's funny. I'll stop there. I can go on and on, obviously. I, that would that would could be a good one there. Now, Joey, hey, we could start that with just being a, kind of like a podcast of nothing but talking about Fringe. Instead of it being nonsensical talk, we could be the Fringe talk. Fringe science. So, um, I guess that will take me to my third one and last one that I've picked out here. You're going to be on a bit of the Fringe side. I'm going on the X-Files side. Uh, you know, who would have thought that a character like Fox Mulder and Dana Scully chasing little green aliens would have made it, what, two motion pictures and 12 seasons? Because I think the 12th season, they kind of came back and did another one like 10 years after the others and it all stopped. Uh, and the sad part about it is, is that I didn't want to watch that part of that season. I didn't want to watch it, but I did buy it. So I do have it. I just, I haven't watched it. But, you know, the some of the great spots of that is, it, that, the one great one is, if you ever watched the movie in the X-Files, when he is sitting there going, I'm making that face. <laughs> he said, Absolutely. He's like, I'm not scared. Because when I'm scared, I make this face. You know that face? I'm making it now. <laughs> uh, I'm making the face. Oh, that's hilarious! But uh, so it starts out. You know how do how do they portray the the characters here? I mean, it it's it's really great how they take those two characters and mesh them together. One a non-believer and one a a wanna believer, uh, because his sister was abducted. Uh, and Dana Scully, she's like, yeah, whatever. She, she didn't believe in half of it. Even when she saw some of it, she didn't believe it. Um, so I thought it was really great how they used the Silence of the Lamb character, Jodie Foster, to kind of base her character for her, uh, I guess her antics and the way she talked. And she kind of pulled that off really well, uh, some of the other things I found very interesting was if you look at their FBI badges, uh, they're really they're really going by the Federal Bureau of Justice instead of the Federal Bureau of Investigations, and instead of being the Department of Justice, they're the Department of uh, of uh, of uh, Investigations, which was kind of funny. So that's what their badges say, um, and they were the first TV show to have one of their shows rated TV Mature. Uh, it was an episode mm -hmm. that they had. Uh, it was, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was like House or Home. And it was, it was so disturbing that Fox never played it again. Even in, in uh, uh, repeats, you'll never see that show again because it was such a disturbing show. Uh, and... I, th I found that kind of, kind of, woo, way out there whenever it comes to it. But, you know, X-Files, I mean, what can I say? All you wanted them to do is kiss. It took forever for that to happen. And then they had a child, and the child ended up disappearing. So I don't know, uh, it was it was part alien or something, I don't know. But it's, it's kind of a fun show. Uh, I could do, uh, like Joey, I could talk about X-Files for, I've, I've watched it. Uh, I bought the DVDs, or I guess before DVDs was VHS. Uh, so I had the VHSs, and then I went to the DVDs, and then before Blu-ray, I just went and bought it on Vudu. So I own it, so I can watch it whenever I want, uh, and it's a great show. Um, so, 
All right, Joey. Uh, what is your? What, what was the uh, what was the saying of Exiles? I want to the believe the truth is out there. Oh, the truth is out there. That's and I wanted to have that poster. I really did. But I can see that. I can see that in your room there. It should. It'll be. The truth is out there. Right here. Of course, what I really want is I. I went to a birthday party this weekend, and oh my God, the kid got a globe that was a Spider-Man head. I want that lamp. <laughs> but that's off subject, right? That's off subject. <laughs> oh. So, anyways, Joey, uh, I guess uh, you'll end up with your third show here. So, my third show, now this is this is off the cuff here. <laughs> I've got to go off off-road a little bit. And it might throw folks a curveball, but my third show uh, that has a really good first episode that makes you start watching the show is, uh, it's called What We Do in the Shadows on FX. It is a American mockumentary comedy horror movie. Uh, it's created by Jermaine Clement. Uh, he played uh, in in several things and and has directed several uh, several TV shows and movies. But uh, some people know him as Tamatoa, is the giant crab on Moana that uh, that takes Maui's hook from him and and they have to go and get this hook back. So so uh, that's Jermaine Clement's voice. Uh, on on Moana, uh, the the Disney show, uh, but uh, so this this TV show is about vampires living on Staten Island in today's date. They they are like from a thousand years ago and or, or hundreds of years, and uh, and so they are still trying to grasp some of today's. Uh, 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 technology, uh, for instance, someone says, "Where did you buy this?" He said, "I bought it at Amazon." Well, you get in your car right now and you take it back to the Amazon. <laughs> That's just like one of one of the characteristics. Uh, they go into a grocery store and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to get some of this creepy paper." And he's oh multi pack creepy paper, <laughs> and uh, someone's like that's that's crepe paper, uh, it's it's for decorative crafts, uh, and so, um, I would I would say that uh, you you have to get to know every one of these characters. Uh, it, it's filmed very similar to The Office, <laughs> where it's a mockumentary where they're always looking at the camera and being interviewed, and then some of their interactions with each other and with the public are being filmed. So this is kind of like The Office if they've worked together for a thousand years. And if and you want to see a clip, what, Joey, if you want to tell them about the clip that you put on uh, Facebook, we're going to take and move that over to Nonsensical Talk. Oh, my God. Absolutely. That will get you hooked. That one little... It'll get you hooked just watching these little clips yeah. of getting to know the characters. 
and Nandor is one of the characters. He has a beard, and he's been around. Uh, he he was talking about uh, when he was a uh, a pillager, <laughs> and and then he and and some of the people in the town that they would pillage and murder would say, "Please don't pillage me," and he says, "No." I'm pillaging everyone, including you. <laughs> and there's another episode where he he uh, uh, they asked how he why he came to the United States, and he says in 1992 I was trying to seek citizenship because of five reasons: Johnson, Jordan, Bird, Bark, Bark, uh, Barkley, and Ewing. <laughs> The, the dream team. The dream and he has like all this memorabilia of of the nineteen ninety two Olympic basketball team in his like room. He has like a dream team jersey of, of Michael Jordan. And so so they take like some of of today's things and, and it makes them they like it or they dislike it. And uh you know then there's one other character on the show that, that I've got to mention, and his name is Colin Robinson. He's not your typical vampire. He is what's called an inner energy vampire. He either irritates you so much that he sucks power out of you, or he bores you so much that he sucks power out of you. And, and, and so... Uh, an example of where he would bore someone is that he's in an office setting and, and he goes over to the cubicle of a guy and he's like, I'd like to pick back up on our conversation yesterday uh, about um, uh, Q-tips. You know, um, science says that we shouldn't put something smaller than our elbow in our ear. So I, I think... The pendulum's kind of swinging the other way on on my my feeling towards Q-tips, and the guy at the uh. desk is is kind of just like his energy's just draining. Or or Colin will get up like with a pencil sharpener and go. And like just to make people mad, and he's like, I call that my morning cup of coffee. <laughs> and so we'll we'll share some uh, a few clips of our favorite shows of of things we liked about it, and yeah. on our on our social media. So so be on the lookout for that. Yes, please do because this is if you talk and just listening to you talk about the Olympic teams. We've also got an anniversary coming up here, uh, 41 year anniversary coming up here with uh, a TV show that I didn't know anything about, Joey, because you told me about it. And I'm like, what? So I started going on YouTube and watching all of the shows and going, you've got to be kidding me. And then you told me you owned it. And I went, no way. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Here is the show that Joey has just kindly given me. It's called Analympics. 41 years ago, they decided to not put this on TV, and they made a motion picture out of it. It was supposed to be on TV during the uh, Olympics. 
but things happen. So basically in 1980, uh, our relationship with Russia was not very good at the time. And the United States boycotted the 1980 Olympics. So we didn't have Olympics to really cheer for. And Billy Crystal and Gilda Radner uh, starred in this uh, cartoon version of Animal uh, Olympics or Animals Playing Olympic Sports. And uh, that was our reward or, or our consolation prize for not having the United States to cheer for in the Olympics. At least we got Animal Olympics. Uh, but I look back at it now, and I remember 1980, uh, and they had uh, uh, Graham Goldman uh, from TNC, <laughs> the band TNCC uh, write all these songs for that movie, and it's almost like Rocky-type songs. And, and there's a... There's, uh, I'll try to find a clip of Bolt Jenkins. He's a track star that's an alligator that grew up in the South. Uh, he, he has a John Travolta uh, <laughs> accent. And uh, he, he talks about how he grew up in the sewers and it was wet and damp, you know, like, like you know, swamp. And, um, and then all of a sudden he was inspired by this... Uh, <laughs> seeing the Olympics on zoo zoo TV and uh, became a track star and start training to the song that Graham Goldman uh, uh, put out uh, called born to lose. And uh, so we'll try to find a clip of that and, and put it out there. But uh, you know, when you're, when you're 10 years old and you're watching animal Olympics uh, at, at first you, you're like the Olympics isn't on TV. All I have is this cartoon. Uh, but later on, I came to appreciate there was a year that we didn't have Olympics. So 2020, even though we knew that they would be having Olympics, even though they postponed it. But in 1980, that was the year the United States did not have Olympics. And so uh, Animal Olympics, you'll have to look up some <laughs> of the clips on YouTube and we'll share some of them. Oh, yeah. you got to think also, if for everybody that doesn't know who 10CC is, you you'll know if you're if you're our age all you got to do is go to youtube and put 10cc in and listen to some of their songs you'll be like that's who did this so yeah definitely <laughs> i'm not in love <laughs> and i kind of like little little river band like you're like i didn't know little river band sung that yeah <laughs> that is awesome but yeah so Great, great show. Uh, like I said, I didn't know anything about it, Joey, until you told me about it. So I was kind of like, this has got to be fabulous. And guess what? It was. And just to, just to know that it was made. I think the entire show's on ago, YouTube. And that the, they were thinking about that. And that not, not only did they rob us, or I guess they wouldn't rob us if I didn't know that it was there, but they came out with it the following year on cinema because they didn't put it on TV because there was no Olympics. Yeah. So, uh, NBC's loss, our gain. Uh, and that's awesome. All right. I wished, uh, you know, thinking about, uh, all the good times we had, you know, I wished that back in the good old days, I wished it was the good old days. 
I wished I knew it was the good old days back then because, Joey, that was some great times, but you can't have good old days now. You know, uh, uh, it reminds me of uh, a song by Ben Rector and uh, that it's called Old Friends. And basically the song is, uh, the premise of the song is that you can make new friends uh, every day, but you can't make old friends. And, uh, you know, Alan, you, you mentioned before that um, there, there's folks out there that if you want to show like what we have right now, you need to make a friend right now. So in 36 years, you could talk about 36 years of content uh, of old yeah. friends. You know, we have new friends, but I've never drank my new friend's mom's tea and and ate their biscuits <laughs> and played my new friend's uh, uh, NES and played golf on, on there. On, uh, so, so I've got some new friends that uh, they could just step it up, just bring bring in a bring in up the Nintendo NES, and uh, and I'll they'll they'll earn some street cred with me immediately. I'm like, let's go. I'm now you you say I, that, but I, if, I know you're, if that your I need friends to let right you now first, so I can in, see how the wind yeah, so I can see how the wind affects your golf ball. And uh, but but uh, Ben Rector, maybe we can get him on the show one time because he has some great music. He's in Nashville. Yes, uh, and, and you know if you've not traveled to Nashville, if you're listening to us from outside Nashville, Nashville is a great vacation. Uh, Alan and I, we live in Middle Tennessee, and there's some great stuff in Tennessee. And come, uh, come and see us. Uh, and so, but Alan, you know that that reminds me of yes. of uh, our very first vacation. <laughs> so we did have a first vacation that's being our first show and our first vacation we decided to load up with a bunch of i guess upper teenagers if you will i mean i think uh you 18, and i had just 19 yeah. yeah well i think 19 i think i joined the navy and i was leaving august so i think it was right before that so i had just turned 20 believe it or not and we loaded up and went to myrtle beach from hopkinsville kentucky and if you don't know how far that is, that's that's like a ten-hour drive, uh, and here we are, five Myrtle people. Myrtle Beach. Uh, yes, Myrtle Beach. Five people loaded up in a car. Had two vehicles. We had uh, Stacy was with us, and Ricky and Angela, my brother and brother, our brother-in-law and uh, sister, and we loaded up and went down there. Uh, and if you go to the website. You can see a beautiful picture of Joy, Ricky, and I in Columbia, South Carolina, out there flexing our little bitty muscle arms. <laughs> that is by far probably the best trip that we ever had. But we had some things happen on this trip that we look back on now 30-some-odd years later. I guess it had been 33 or 32 years now later. And you you could laugh about it now, but it was so. Joy, I'm gonna let you tell it because Joy, you tell it the best of anybody that I know. And I guess you just have to be there in order to enjoy it. But you will have been there if you have done it. If you listen to Joy tell the story, you wouldn't enjoy it if you were there. Uh, so we're in Myrtle Beach. We're uh, 18 and 19 year olds that just got out of high school. Uh, Al and I are about to join the Navy. And uh, one day we go to a water park. 
And the locker is like $11 to rent at, at a water park. And so like every one of us put all of our contents in Angela's bag and shove it in one locker. We go to drive away uh, after it, talking about how great today was. Uh, and we get about two or three miles down the road. And Angela says, my bag. It was on the top of the car. And Ange and Alan, he's like, what's gone now, Angela? Angela? It can't be gone. It had all your wallets in it. All the money that we had for the week. We're thinking, this is before cell phones. And just think of your children. We're going to Myrtle Beach. Like, I, I have a 24-year-old, and uh, I don't want him going to Myrtle Beach uh, at, at 19 and without a cell phone. So we didn't have cell phones. We had to walk to a pay phone. And so we, Alan turns the car around. Of course, our, her bag is nowhere to be found near the water park, near anywhere the path of, of, of the street uh, back to the condo. And it's a highway. <laughs> and, and so like we wait hours and hours to try to think about what we could do to eat that week how we would get gas money to go home at the end of the week. And fortunately, now, we had, Joey, fortunately, we had some groceries. We had some groceries. Hey, but also remember, now just in Columbia, South Carolina, is where my mom's family's from. So yeah. we were, so you, you did know, have family ready. two hours away. Yeah. We were trying to figure out if we were going to get make it back to them in order to make it back home. And that was that's where we, it all gets crazy. So... <laughs> We finally get up the, I, I guess, get brave enough to call Alan's parents. We walk to the payphone, which is like a mile away from from the place where we were staying. And so the moment that Alan and Angela call her mom, her mom's like, Alan, take it. How was how your mom? <laughs> oh, no, she was... What are y'all, are y'all, what? And she thought that we had done been kidnapped because a gentleman found the purse with all of our wallets and all of our money and everything we owned at the time and had called mother at home and they're getting ready to call the cops to go out looking for us because they think that we've all been kidnapped. Uh, five teenagers getting ready to be kidnapped. And so you look at it now and it's kind of like, oh my God, that really wasn't fun. Now, you probably aged my mother a couple of years, and she had already called my aunt, uh, who lived in Columbia at the time, and uh, Aunt Dolores was getting ready to fire up the old car and head on south uh, to Myrtle Beach to get us. But it was, it, it turned out that the guy was just, you know, he was like seven, eight miles away. So we went back, and Angela and Ricky loaded up in the car, and they went and got all our stuff, and... You know, Joey and I were hanging out with Stacy at the at the uh, at the condominium there, and we were just like, "All right, now we're going to get all our money back." Okay, now what are we going to do? Well, what we did every night is we had putt putt. <laughs> Talking about clean fun and nerds, uh, we played yes. putt putt golf every day. It's like trophy night, but with putt putt <laughs> every night. And it was very competitive. Like you were thinking about putt putt all day long, at the beach or at or at the water park, uh, because you know we're playing putt putt. We're playing eighteen holes of putt putt 
because it was like a, a place right within walking distance. And uh, we would go driving up the street looking for a different kind of putt putt course. Like that one's got a giant windmill. And let's go. Uh, That's got a pond I, in the middle of it. And uh, it, it's like I don't know what made us do that. It's like one night we were like started. Let's go play putt putt, and we played it every night. Uh, well, I don't was, think we played it. We played it for like four nights. Remember, the last night we played it was because Ricky decided to take a putt putt and make it a driver. And he took that ball, he hit that golf ball with that putt-putt, the rubber mallet part, and he got air and took it. I think this was one of those big ones, the 36-hole courses. And he took it all the way across, and it landed in front of a bunch of people in the pond or a water feature, and it splashed, and those people started looking up like, what is that? And Ricky just kind of walks away. Like, it wasn't me. Well, I don't know who did that. And that was it. And the only reason why he did that was because we'd always say, oh, Ricky, you can't put that in. And he'd miss it. He'd get mad. He'd sling it. (laughs) Oh, good times. Great times. You know, we've had great, great times. Great memories. (laughs) Uh, The 80s and 90s and 2000s have been some great TV shows. Uh, There's, you know, there's a... There's bad stuff in the world, but there's also so much good stuff in the world. We have good friends uh, that uh, that uh, fortunately uh, uh, that we're we're all blessed. And so, yes. Um, well, Alan, I think, and I hope that one of these days we get to have one of those great friends on this show because we've had so many of them that back in the day. We need to get them here. Absolutely. So. Remember, uh, we love each and every one of y'all, and we want this to be a very positive, uh, very positive podcast. We don't want, uh, we, as Joey said at the beginning, this is not a negative. We want it to have fun. Everything we do is for fun. Uh, so as we get ready to start this venture, this is the first show. The next show is, uh, I think it's Guess Who will be our guest. And Alan, here's be... a who. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Who? Who will be our Ooh. guest? <laughs> I'm sure I'm glad it's, uh, what is it? Uh, it's not one of those uh, Whoville? Uh, wonderful, f- yeah, Whoville. Yeah, come on down to Whoville. Whovillation. So, Next year, Mike, uh, I don't know if we, we're allowed to use Whovillation or the Whoville, but. Um, as long as we don't publish We don't make it. any money off this, so this is just, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't get anything. You might get like one earbud that's one's broken uh, <laughs> if you try to sue us for using jubilation. Because uh, we don't have a lot. <laughs> but we will talk about the TV shows that we like, All right. the uh, music well, stars that we like, uh, commies. Yeah. So if you We'll, if you we'll put it all in, on. Let us know. Tell us what it's you like. Great. Tell us what you like. Hit yeah. us up on social media. I know that uh, you might have liked Cheers. Uh, you know, there's there was a lot of great shows. Family Ties was was one of my favorites. Uh, uh, tell us tell us what you, what would be your top three shows that that you yes. And any media that you want to go with, social media, we'll we're there. And don't forget to go to our website, www. And guess what? You don't have to use the www, Joey. 
nonsensical talk. When, what age were you whenever you learned that you did not have to write www dot in front of the, the web address? What age, Alan? <laughs> I, I was about 40. So I was about 40 years old <laughs> when I went. I think I still do it. <laughs> right. www dot msn dot com www.google.com I was about 40 when I realized you can just write google.com and hit enter and well, just go to that website you don't have to put the three W's there and look if you want to email us email the show it's hosted at uh, nonsensicaltalk.com don't forget nonsensicaltalk.com that's easy for you to say uh, nonsensicaltalk.com is on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Reddit. We're on so many that I can't even think about what they are. Go to our website and you'll be able to find your favorite uh, streaming service that uh, you can find us on. Uh, just know this, that Joey and I, we love, we love for the world to take notice of what we're doing and trying to make sure that we just push out a positive thing. Uh, so remember, from our platform to yours, uh, we thank you. Take care of each uh, other. So Take care of each other. Yes, do that. Have a great, until the next one, thank you. Thanks, guys.